Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. In this podcast, I'll help you develop a stronger sense of self, develop firmer boundaries, and also learn how to lean into the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit who can help you navigate life. I have dozens of bonus videos posted that will help you in these areas and also will help you develop stronger coping skills. In each of the program notes, there's a link where you can request a free digital book, Understanding Your Dreams, where you can find my other media and also where you can find my books on Amazon. Just a reminder before we get into today's episode that this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. Now here's today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Life Without Baggage. I'm in the series on sharpening your coping skills, and I've done a few weeks looking at perfectionism. The first week I defined perfectionism and gave a quiz. Last episode, I looked at the ways that perfectionistic tendencies can interfere with our ability to feel loved and connected with God. And then today I'm going to talk about how to reduce some of those perfectionistic tendencies. A little bit is good, but after a certain point, it works against us. Also, if you have any questions, any topics you would like me to cover in the future, or if you just really benefited from one of these episodes, I would love to hear from you. And I'm going to request that if you're not already following or subscribing to this podcast, that you would, whatever your platform allows you to do, either subscribe or follow. I would really appreciate that. I'm offering the ebook on understanding your dreams. It's a free PDF book. And in that, I talk about the three sources of dreams, the seven keys to unlock the symbols in your dreams, and also eight principles to help you recognize whether or not a dream is from God. So if you would like a copy of that, just follow the link. So let's get into today's episode. So to review what the Oxford Language Dictionary, how the that defines perfectionism. It's the idea that religious or moral perfection is attainable and that one should strive to achieve it. I think I've convinced you that's not a good way to live and it really wears us out, interferes with your confidence, interferes with your ability to enjoy whatever you're doing. So let's talk about how to reduce that. So today, what I'm talking about in terms of how to reduce it is out of my book, Anxiety, Depression, and Helplessness, Keys to Break Free. The chapter on perfectionism outlines some different types of strategies to soften that, however it operates in your life. And I'm going to hit some of those points for you today. So first of all, you want to begin to expand your perspective of your value or your worth separate from your activity, separate from what you you do, and more about just being. So what do I mean by that? I pick my friends 
by the people that I enjoy their company. I enjoy conversation. I feel accepted and appreciated. So I might admire something about what they can do, but that's not how I pick my friends. And I have a feeling that's also not how you pick who you're going to be around. You make your extra time available to the people that you enjoy being with them. And so I encourage you to think about being that you are the old line, a human being, not a human doing that value yourself just as a unique person with your unique strengths. And that is why other people want to be around you most likely. So try to expand your perspective of what makes you valuable. And I did an episode a few months ago on building self-confidence. I'll put a link for that if that's something you have trouble with. Another point is that you want to develop various parts of your personality. You might define yourself primarily as a mom, primarily as a business owner, primarily as a Christian. And those things are good and important. But God designed us to have various functions and roles. So if you even think about the Trinity, God expresses himself, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So if God does, I guess we should too. And so you want to expand how you view yourself. So it's good to have hobbies. It's good to have interests. So I'll use myself as an example. I could probably work on my computer and create videos and podcasts and reels and all that. I could probably do that most of a day, almost every day. I do finally get fatigued and, you know, like want to get some exercise. But that's really easy for me to do. But if I let that define me and if that's all I ever did, if I didn't go get exercise, if I didn't schedule time to be with friends, that makes for a very limited existence. And so another way that we soften any perfectionistic tendencies is is to help ourselves find balance, to develop friendships, develop hobbies, and try to have some balance of taking care of your spiritual life, taking care of your physical body, taking care of your emotions. Another way that we can soften perfectionism is to make sure that we get outside of ourselves. So in the next podcast, I'll have an interview with Shana Rattler, who talks about our spiritual gifts and the purpose that we have. So it's good for us to not just be focused on ourselves all the time and to be giving to other people. If you already give a lot to other people, your work is going to be on helping you develop, again, those other sides of of your personality, your hobbies, your interests. But it's good for us to be outside of ourselves, to just not just be focused on what we want, what we need, but to be concerned about the kingdom of God and how we can help build it. So uh, a few weeks ago, I did the podcast on 
procrastination. And the idea that perfectionistic tendencies can lead to procrastination because we want to tackle the whole mountain and we want to do it all perfectly. But if you have a tendency to be a perfectionist, it's a good idea to break your tasks into smaller goals, especially if you're getting overwhelmed with it. And then designate a certain amount of time to work on a project. And then it's okay to put it aside. You don't have to drive yourself, stay up all night, wear yourself out. You can take breaks. You can put something away for a day and go back to it. But you want to try to pace your activity, how much time you spend, and break things into smaller little steps. That also helps soften perfectionism if you know that you drive yourself too hard on getting certain projects done. So some other points, as I said, you want to enjoy the process, enjoy the people, try not to be bogged down, totally focused on your task. Try to enjoy the process. So when you're driving to work, try to enjoy the scenery. The If you're listening to something, music or a podcast, to enjoy the process and not always be pushing, pushing, pushing to the next thing. It's easy for that to happen. To some degree, too, we want to get better at accepting the gray areas in life. Now, I absolutely believe that there is right and wrong. I pattern my life as best I can by the Bible. But even in the Bible, there's a lot of places where the Lord gives room for us to develop our own judgment, our own convictions, our own ideas about principles where the lines should be. And so as best you can, if you are black and white, then you want to kind of develop your tolerance for the gray areas, especially if you find that you judge other people harshly. And again, this isn't compromising right and wrong, but until we get to heaven, there there is a lot of gray. There's some things we may not figure out till later. So we have to develop our tolerance for what's called ambiguity, those gray areas where we're not going to know 100% for sure maybe what the next step is. But if we have a good idea, as best we can, we want to take that next step. In that same vein, we want to be realistic in our expectations of ourselves and our expectations of other people, or we will be chronically angry or chronically disappointed. So you want to be realistic in what you expect. Now, you've heard me talk enough about boundaries to know if someone is going to be a problem, if they're not responsive to reasonable requests, then you're going to need to make sure your boundaries are in a place where you're going to protect yourself. But with people that are reasonable, we want to be realistic about, okay, they have a problem with this. And if it's not a deal breaker, Instead of fight about it all the time, what can I do to protect my sanity? I'll give you an example of that. One of my friends, she is a sweet person. She is very loving, but she is chronically late. So I don't put myself in a position where I 
have to be at a certain place at a certain time and rely on this person as my ride or to pick her up and expect that she's going to be ready because that's not going to happen. So to some degree, making allowances for that, I can meet her someplace. I can tell her a time and know that that time is, is sort of like flexible, that it's not going to be precise because everything else about her is fantastic. So that's where I can give her grace. So we want to forgive ourselves, forgive other people. Again, for those things that aren't toxic, there's a certain amount of that that's just going to be part of life. That's giving grace to ourselves and other people. We want to plan for fun, plan for leisure time, especially if your life is stressful, you absolutely need to figure out how to carve out a little bit of time for yourself, maybe a little bit every day, and also make sure you're doing things that are fun. Sometimes life gets so stressful or so heavy that we want to try to plan for that so that we don't get overwhelmed. Now, you know I'm going to talk about self-talk, how you talk to yourself, your inner dialogue. So a big part of this is changing how we talk to ourselves. I gave you some some kind of philosophical ideas and some strategies, but the self-talk is really important. So it's a good idea to use a journal. I just did a podcast on that, on any consistent, negative, kind of critical, judgmental things that you say to yourself on a consistent basis, because you want to start interrupting that. You want to recognize where you are provoking guilt in yourself by using the word should. Should creates guilt and anxiety. Ought to. Never. Those kinds of words, you probably know not to use them in an argument with another person, but for the same reason, it's not a good idea to use it on yourself because you will provoke guilt or anxiety and it won't help you be calm. It won't, it won't help you find balance. It won't help you be calm. So you want to start to soften those words. And I'm going to give you some examples. Okay. So I'm going to read some examples out of the book. This is page 88 in anxiety, depression, and helplessness of negative self-talk and then how to replace that thinking. So I'm not trying hard enough. I'm learning. I will keep improving. They probably think I'm doing a lousy job. There's no evidence for that. I ought to be doing better. I'm doing my best. This is good enough. I'll never get this right. I'm growing. I'm learning. I don't have to be perfect. I feel like an idiot. I'm being too hard on myself. I'm doing a good job. Okay, so those were things aimed at self-criticism. Now I'm going to give you some samples of how to change inner dialogue where the criticism is aimed at another person and where you know you just need to soften it. Again, I'm not encouraging denial, but if you know that you tend to be harsh, these are some ideas of how to soften that towards other people. He's not trying hard enough. He's doing his best. He's still learning. He never listens to me. There's more than one way to do things. It's okay. 
Not everybody has to be like me. She never does anything right. She doesn't have the same standards as me. That is her choice. What is wrong with him? He is human. Humans make mistakes. I make mistakes too. He is an idiot. I don't like this behavior. This person has other strengths. Maybe I need to talk to him about this. So those were some examples of how to change how you talk to yourself about yourself and about other people if you tend to be kind of judgmental or critical of other people. And again, I'm not encouraging you to throw away your boundaries or to accept unacceptable behavior. But in the real world, we have to figure out how to navigate some of the things that aren't exactly how we would like them. And so that's where we just need to be realistic. So as I mentioned, the next episode, I'm going to have a guest, Shana Rattler. You may have heard of her. And she's going to be talking to us about how to expand our vision and use our gifts and opportunities to build the kingdom of God in whatever sphere that he has assigned you. So let me pray for us. Lord, I thank you that you give us grace for ourselves. You give us grace for other people. That you desire for us to be at peace, to live in a state of joy and confidence, and that we can come to you with everything that bothers us, our own failures, our disappointments with other people. So I pray that you would bless this person to be able to receive the things that will help them grow and help them find balance, that they can receive more of your goodness and be kind to themselves. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening. And if this helped you, share it with a friend. Talk to you next time.